if we walk in the light, now listen to this, as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanses us from all sin. So let me kind of move the words around here a little bit and give it a give it an even greater clarity. Let's say it like this. The evidence that we are actually in harmony, alignment, and union with God is our fellowship with one another. And that fellowship with one another affirms the innocence of our identity in Christ. We're consistently affirming truly who we actually are. Years ago, a dear friend of ours um, named Cheryl Davis preached a message in a ministry school we were doing in Austin uh, called Grace Restores the Standard. And it was uncomfortable because it wasn't fair. It, it followed along with 1 John 1, 9, as we were talking about here, which I think we mentioned the past few weeks, which isn't fair. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness, which makes no sense because you don't get your sins forgiven or you don't get your record expunged just because you confess to the crime. That's not fair. You don't walk into the police station and say, I confess, and they go, oh, you did it? Okay. Thanks for letting us know. <laughs> Have a nice day. You're free to go. It's not the way it works. That's not human justice. So when he says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, not only does he expunge the record, but he absolutely imparts the righteousness of Christ back to us. We didn't forfeit the righteousness of Christ in, in, the, in the act of sinning. We actually, we, we, when we own it, Forgiven and innocent, restored. What happens? Grace restored the standard. So I was thinking about this from last week we talked about, a couple of weeks ago we talked about the prodigal son, which is this is what the father does to the son. Fathers restore the standard to fallen sons and daughters, right? So the son comes home. He's thinking he's going to be a servant. And what does he get? He gets a robe and he gets a ring. But is it possible that sons also cover fathers? And it's, it happened actually in the case of Noah's sons. Mm -hmm. Noah gets off the ark after, you know, 40 days, 40 nights, you know, of rain, torrential rain. Mm -hmm. Once the waters finally recede, Noah gets off the ark and, you know, he, he gets hammered drunk and, you know, in his tent, who knows if he was having a party or he was just <laughs> depressed to be in the last family on earth. I don't I mean, who knows, right? But somehow Noah, Noah is in a bad state to where, uh, you know, some sons are like, oh, you look at dad. And the, the others are like, whoa, we got to cover him, right? And so there comes a blessing for those who are willing to cover him in a moment of weakness. Um, here's a here's an illustration that may, may make sense. Anybody remember the movie, It's a Wonderful Life? Okay. The most, as a child, I saw this film and a scene stood out to me, and it was disturbing. And still to this day, it disturbs me. The most disturbing scene in the film to me is when George Bailey is a is a is just a kid, and he's working in the drugstore. Mm -hmm. And uh, and he goes in the back. So he's going to run some pills over to somebody. Mr. Gower takes and puts his pills in a bottle and hands them to George and sends him off. And... Uh, George takes off out the door, but then he suddenly has this realization, Mr. Gower's not all right. And Mr. Gower, the pharmacist, has been 
drinking on the job. And George looks at the pills and realizes these aren't the right pills. These are poison. And so he comes back to Mr. Gower and Gower has gotten a call from the lady who's supposed to get the pills. And she didn't get her pills. And Gower is, he's mad. He's furious. And George is a bad ear because he was rescuing his brother out of the ice when he was a kid. And so Gower grabs him by the shirt and hits him upside the head, which the sound effects department <laughs> did an insane job, like clapping two two by fours together every time he hits him. So if you like, listen to this, you're like, oh my goodness, Gower's got a mean left, right? George's ear is bleeding and George is crying and he's trying to explain to Mr. Gower what's going on. And George has this amazing incredible grace for Mr. Gower because he sees a letter open on the counter that Mr. Gower had read that said his son had been killed in the war. And so George, as much as Gower's beating him and hurting him, George is trying to do two things. He's trying to save not just the life of the person that was about to be poisoned, but he's trying to like save the life of this guy who's gone out of control with grief. I heard somebody say years ago, grief is just love that has nowhere to go. And, and, and Gower is just smacking him. And, and George Bailey finally looks at him and goes, Mr. Gower, you put something bad in those pills. And he goes, what? He goes, I tell you, they're poison. And Gower, I guess you only could do this back in the 40s, right? And he takes one of them and he's like, well, you're right. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> which that's how you find out whether it's poison or not. <laughs> and he does. He goes, puts on his then goes, oh, and and he goes to and this is the part that gets me about the scene. This is why it was so moving and disturbing all at the same time. We watch the film next time. I know everybody waits to the end when the angel shows up. It's like, oh, that's the best part. No, no, no. This is the part of the film that gets you. Because Gower reaches out for him, and George goes, No, 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 hit my no, don't no, hit me again. And he grabs him and he goes, no, and he pulls him and he hugs him. And he's, and he's like, because he suddenly realizes in this drunken stupor, you saved me. Right. And George says this, and this part, this always disturbed me because it's not human justice. But George says, and I don't know if the line was impromptu or if it was written in the script, but he goes, it's okay, Mr. Gower, I won't tell anybody. You know, it's it's like, well, wait, time out. <laughs> this is not the way this works. Like, yeah. you know, you don't let an old an older guy abuse a younger guy and then he doesn't tell anybody, except for the wisdom of this kid looked at the situation and went, This is not who he is. And he is in a moment, I am meeting this man in a moment of weakness. And in that weakness, I'm going to find myself the subject of rage and abuse that I don't deserve, but I'm willing to step into that to re, re, to rescue and not just rescue, but redeem. Yeah. And then not just redeem, but restore. Right. So you see later on in the film when, when George gets to go back and see what it'd be like if he was never born and Mr. Gower is living on the streets. And people are like throwing rotten food at him and they're kicking him and they're abusing him. Why? Because George wasn't there to stop him and he poisoned somebody out of, out of a moment of weakness caused by his own sorrow. And, you know, you look at that later on, of course, when George is, is, is everything's restored, 
Mr. Gower comes over to him. He's one of the guys that comes over to the house. And, you know, it's old Mr. Gower. There he is. He's And he's just, and he looks, the character looks at George with these eyes that are just like this eternal thank you. And I'm like, George is Jesus and we are all Mr. Gower. And Jesus goes, goes, it's okay. I'll cover you. Right. And we're all like this eternal, where would I be without that level of grace? Hey, thanks for listening to this very short edition of the Reckless Grace podcast today. I want to let you know that we have a few events coming up. Uh, we have the Reconciled Rest Retreat, which is currently sold out, but we're hoping to add another one here in the near future. But we also have uh, a Kingmakers Conference coming up in Scotland next year. It's in Edinburgh, Scotland, on April 15th through 19th, 2024. You can go to BillVanderbush.com, click on the link that says Kingmakers Conference UK. And sign up for that conference soon because that one's going to fill up pretty quick. Listen, the last time we announced we were doing a Kingmakers conference, uh, we ended up doing it in Colorado. But the intention has always been to go to a castle in Edinburgh, Scotland. It's absolutely incredible. And uh, Jim and Mary Baker will be there. Tracy and I will be there. We'll have some special guests that will show up. And I tell you what, it's going to be a life-changing event in an amazing setting that will be something you'll just remember for the rest of your life. I promise you that. Not only that, but we believe that God's going to meet you there in a very unique and special way. So go to BillVanderbush.com. Go to the Kingmakers UK link and sign up today. Thanks so much for listening to Reckless Grace Podcast. We'll see you next time.